This time on TNT. The Torrance family went to Disney's Mickey's Merry Christmas Party. We talk about Drake's and Caicos. And we play a brand new holiday game called Carol Charades. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hey, bud. Sounds of the Season brought to you by Rock Neighbor, or as he's known in French, Rock Voisin. Oh, that's right. That's what Voisin is. Yeah. Maybe that's what this is why. Oh, he was so accepted as a neighborly voice. He was also, and probably still is, just a rocket of a man. <laughs> Very, very handsome devil. He probably did just fine in uh, whatever <laughs> arena he chose to play. Whatever sandbox attracted him the most. Going into that bagel place, can I get some bagels? And people just swooning all over the place. Sure, people running out right? before he's out of his car. Here, Rock, here's a dozen bagels on us. Really, thank you. Thank you. He's going, running quickly in, into the uh, Jean Coutu for some deodorant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's before self-checkout, so he had to talk to a map. <laughs> going for some takeout at St. Hubert. Yeah, going for a Schwartz's. Oh, I just looked him up on the internet. He's got a, he, a salt and pepper thing going now. His hair is dark, but his beard is white. <laughs> So it's almost like he's elevated to yeah, like it's even better. The, the silver fox. Yeah. <laughs> like would, gorgeousity, but now with wisdom. Just about to do a little fourteen night stand at the what's the what's the arena called now in, in Montreal? Yeah. I bet he could pack the arena in Montreal. For sure. A little holiday like run. Doing this called this song. Magique. <laughs> Le Magique de Noël avec Rock Voisin. <laughs> it's done on the done on the 23rd or whatever and then he just the he rides with the Brinks truck to his place. <laughs> <laughs> just uh. drops him off in the Laurentians or wherever is like Christmas spot <laughs> like a Batman cave. Like a Brinks helicopter. <laughs> Didn't even know. Top of a mountain opens up and he goes in. Didn't even know they had a Brinks <laughs> helicopter. And he just lives in a hollowed out mountain. That's yeah. where the name rock comes from. Because it's exactly. the material that his house is made of. And, it's, and now everyone is his neighbor. Mm -hmm. Because it's, his house goes down underneath most of Montreal. Yeah, and when he stays in a hotel, I saw someone recently, I think it was the tour manager for The Hip, say Gord's uh, hotel name was yeah. Dudas, was the last name, and Les was the first name. Les Dudas? Les Dudas. Oh, man. So I bet Rock Voisin's hotel name is like Rocky Mountain or something. 
That guy, uh, it's the sneaky French lane because he I know, could probably man. play in uh, uh, France too. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure. Like Lara Fabian, who's from Quebec. <laughs> Hugh, I think she might be from Belgium. But one of those like sneaky French stream oh, yeah, squillionaires like, that you've never heard of. What, there she is live from some some outdoor like castle with like 400,000 people. Who, Lara right? Fabien? Yeah, t- TV special from the south of France. The best. <laughs> By the way, then, do you know the name Bruce Guthrow? Sounds slightly familiar. This is the interesting thing about Bruce Guthrow, um, Cape Breton guy and beloved <clears throat> musician in this part of the world and had a good career here and lots of people <clears throat> knew who he was. But he was the front person for a band in Ireland called Run Rig and they played all of the 120,000 people outdoor festivals. So over there, he was actually a household name and here he was pretty well known but you often hear the other way around right like blue rodeo humping their own gear into the back of a van (laughs) in europe but that's kind of the perfect career bruce guthrow has um or had rather he just passed away in a month or so ago um and he always did these songwriter circles at the casino in halifax and in fact just this week they renamed the room at the casino the bruce guthrow room named it after him which is awesome i love that someone at the hotel gets it and knows uh how important he was to nova scotia music Um, yeah for sure but that must have been a wild thing to come back to cape breton and you know people kind of know you but over there you're the beatles that's kind of perfect Hmm. well i mean nova scotia is also pretty good as well as quebec at uh promoting local artists and giving them careers it's uh it doesn't happen as much here in Ontario, for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Because um, I kind of feel like trad music is sort of cyclical. I remember in the 90s when uh, Great Big C and the Rankin family were popping, like the top of the pop charts popping. Yeah. Like you'll see in on like certain towns will have history and hold on to history, whether it be a music through festivals or or people that are famous from there. But in, in, yeah, in the East Coast, you see it a lot more where they just, uh, there's more opportunity for the artists that are, that are from born there and grown up there to continue. There was also a, a real specific window when like Ashley McIsaac and Natalie McMaster were on the charts, yeah. like, like actual pop charts for trad music, which is, uh, um, that helps. Not common. It totally helps. Especially it, when they show their Yarvels on Conan O'Brien. Yeah, that helped too. Classic moment. Well, interesting this week hearing so much about traditional Irish music with the passing of Shane McGowan, who people yeah, widely credit with bringing Irish music to the masses. And all, yeah, what a funeral that was. I know. Holy moly. Just beautiful music and. Uh, celebration what a celebration for sure uh yeah that's i mean he's another one of those guys where it's like man i thought he was going to be gone 20 years ago the way that he lived and he just was such a i know hardcore alcoholic that he just thought he was just gonna just fade out but man i know 65 is a pretty good run for that yeah 
considering sure how he hard of, he pulled well, the Well, yeah, I'm sure he had a lot of health complications, definitely stemming from that kind of lifestyle. Hacking darts, probably filterless, like it's going out of style, doesn't help either, right? Yeah, and uh, apparently drugs. I always knew sure, he was well, yeah, a drinker. Well, I didn't know he had of... a drug problem. But you see clips of him in the 80s. Like, they, they fired him in 1991, because yeah. his drinking was too much of a problem. And they, even before that, had uh, someone else who could sing. So they would kind of make the call at showtime if he was good to go or not. Yeah. And I think he drank like a, you know, one of those big, not the little bottles, like the 750 or maybe even bigger of, of gin every day. Jeez. Like unbelievable amounts why and then, gin? And then i don't know because it's this it's a it's a thing if you're down with it the queen mother did the same thing apparently just put the gin to her just crushed gin every day it kills everything i guess There's so the, well if it's got that quinine or whatever the that's got like a longevity juice in there certain like there's there's there is a truth to that but I mean, what is alcoholic. that i've never heard of that yeah apparently it's uh something to do in quinine i believe it's called but it's it, it is good for i don't know if it's producing cells or produce like no different than probably what people taking hgh you know what i mean what's supposed to basically kind of regrow your cells and uh, protect. I you know, but I believe quinine or whatever the hell it is, it, it pr- kind of protects longevity. I'm going to tell you something. But I'm probably not best to do it with gin only. I'm going to tell you something. Find some tonics. The girls yeah. had um, uh, parent-teacher interviews a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I was talking to Mr. Monroe and Mr. Gaskin, a couple of their teachers, and they both mentioned just in passing. That they are taking the omega-3s and glucosamine and it helps for joints. Mm. My hands had been hurting for a few weeks. I don't know why. Um, but just right in the knuckles, every time I kind of bent my fingers. not, not I wasn't immobile, but it was like noticeable kind of pain. I couldn't get to shoppers fast enough after these guys were talking about it. Now I'm on the glucosamine and omega-3s. I'm going to tell you something, Jared. In five days, my hand stopped hurting. To handle down some... Yeah, you don't want to be messing with the arthritis. No, you don't. Because next thing you know, you'll have to move to Palm Springs because of the yeah. climate. And who wants that? Living in a golf cart. Get, getting mad at other white people going... Aah! Yeah. Geez. In it. an echo chamber. Um, the Bob Hope looking masks everywhere, right? It's gonna sneak up on us. It's gonna sneak up on us. I know. We were just in. If um, we're lucky, if we're lucky, well, it'll sneak up. On exactly, us. the lucky ones. We were just in uh, Nashville and Orlando on a little pre-Christmas rip, and I tried something I've always wanted to try, which you probably have before: surfing at the Ron John Surf Shop. Yeah. Have you ever tried surfing? Yeah. I've surfed. Not great, but I I love surfing. Can you get up? I do enjoy it. Yeah. I got up many times in Hawaii. Nice. Yeah. That's no joke surfing there. But the the waves are really healthy there. So 
it's fun times. So, and if it got too big, no, I wouldn't even bother going out there. But I would body surf on a bigger wave, like or or with those little uh, boogie boards. Yeah, That's yeah. I think I think Hawaii waves are probably something you have to earn. I wouldn't want to go to a starter well, surf camp in Hawaii. Yeah. Well, if people think, hey, look at how big the waves are just on the break, like the really close ones, and they think that's the ones that people surf on at first glance, right? Because yeah. they kind so they go in and they start playing around in them, and then all of a sudden one of them takes them and thr- actually thrashes them on the ground. It happened to me, like just playing around in the water in Hawaii. Yeah, same. You think it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's cute. Oh, oh, fun. It just pulls you along. And the next thing you know, you're on the top of a five foot face going down into the beach on your freaking head. Yeah. And I like bent my nose for sure. It's never been the same since It is one time. thrilling and it is really fun, <laughs> but it's also the power of the ocean is terrifying. Oh man. Once you get worked for real and then, yeah, it's, and it's, there's, you know, the, the, the reason why those waves are happening is there's a lot more water above the surface than below it. That's the scary part when they really start getting big. So there's so much error that can happen if you get caught and go over the top of the wave onto that little shallow surface with a huge amount of water pounding you. It's just terrifying. Well, I love the way this guy talked because here's, here's what I liked. I'm good at paddling, like lying on your stomach and paddling out there. I actually like that. And I'm good at pressing the front of the board down to get through a wave on your way out. Yeah. I'm good at that. Good at sitting cowboy style, like with letting the waves kind of slip <laughs> under you as you're kind of sitting yeah. watching the stuff. Um, I did okay at kind of bodyboarding on the surfboard a couple of times. Did not get up. Um, so on the, on the walk there, I was like, just to manage expectations, like what... What percentage of uh, people normally get up in their first lesson? He said, well, to be honest, on my watch, 100%. And then pretty quickly, he was like, you know what, though? But for you, if you need to kind of body surf 100 times before you pop up, then that's, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. He he quickly downgraded from you're going to get up to it's okay if you don't after seeing me in action. (laughs) But Well, because it's all about like... If you have any, like, I, I didn't, I've never skateboarded or done any kind of thing where you're balancing on a board, so, um, or snowboarding or even skiing, right? Like anything, probably, unless you can do one of those, it's it's tough because you have to have some familiarity, right, with trying to do it. Yes. And you also have to have some agility, like, to pop up. You start in Cobra, for those of you that do um, uh, yoga. So you start with your hands kind of by your norts and your neck bent up. And then yeah. when he barks at you, you uh, push and hop your feet up and then correct your feet. And it all has to happen yeah. in a split second. That's so, the thing. If you're the fastest, you can get up standing in that position. That's the key. Yes. And keep looking over your outstretched hand to the beach. So I said, as I was sitting in cowboy, where should I be looking? And this guy uh-huh. said, uh, 360, man, are you kidding? You're in battle right now. What if that guy over there is no good and he's coming for you? What yeah, if a macker true. comes from out to sea? What if a little yeah. toddler is wades into the shore where you're headed? You're Look 360, man, all around you yeah. at all times. True, true, yeah. Yeah, and it's really easy to... Uh, like, the other thing that's ho- the hardest thing, especially if the waves are a little bigger than those little training waves, like 
paddling is super difficult, especially if like you're trying to, you know, if the waves are reasonably big and you don't want to get hurt either. You don't want to get caught on the top of them trying to paddle. So you have to really learn how to get some speed going with that first. And you don't realize how tiring that gets after a while. Like oh just my paddling God. out. You're like, this is ridiculous. Well, also... But you have to get used to that because that, that's everything. I know that in the little training video they show you beforehand, they talk about riptides. And our instructor was like, actually, surfers love riptides because it takes you out. It's like a rope yeah. tow in skiing. It actually will yeah. take you out to the break. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. And if you're ever in a riptide, it's like, because they're so scary... If you're in a riptide, you you want to try and because you're close to shore, you want to swim and and try and get back to shore. And if you can't get out of that channel and it's too hard to swim against it, you have to relax, let it push you out, and then you can slowly swim up to the top or north or, or south of that break where where the water is is calm to go in. Yeah. And that's how you do it instead of like wasting all your energy trying to swim against it. Don't fight it. And that's how, yeah, it's scary. It happened to me too that in Hawaii, I all of a sudden I couldn't beat it. And I'm like, was thankfully with a friend that knew how to do that. He's like, just chill. And I'm like, but look how far out we're going. He's like, don't worry about it. We'll deal with it in a second. It's exhausting. Yeah. But like the paddling, once you're out away from it, it's like, okay, this is just, I can see it. This is normal. I'm getting some, some distance out of swimming but man it's scary um it is scary and the other thing that's counterintuitive is when a big wave is coming towards you while you're paddling as i said you put your head down and kind of push the the front of the board down so that it doesn't flip you backwards and then as soon as you get through the wave your inclination is to like rest and pat yourself on the back and like holy cow i made it but he's like no that's when you have to give her because you want to cover as much ground as possible before the next wave comes. Yeah. So there is no time when you get through it to like, oh, okay, no, I'm good. You, you have to pound it out. Pound it. It is or relentless. Or yeah, or else you're fighting again to get out. In the, yeah, it's awful. The other thing that sucks is when you're swimming in a beach and you do kind of get pushed off the sh- shore, even if you don't feel like you're being pulled out to sea, but it just pushes you south or north, whatever it is and uh or east or west and you look and all of a sudden the the beach is gone and there's rocks there that's the worst oh yeah trying to get up that way because you're really asking for trouble on that one like a little scrape or next thing you know you're really gonna get worked against sharp rocks or cutting yourself with bacterial infection issues it's just scary gotta Watch out when you're just swimming around in those kind of places. Water's no joke, but like every year people come to Nova Scotia and want to go to Peggy's Cove and maybe they come from the prairies and maybe they stand on the wet rocks wanting to get close to the ocean. But man, a rogue wave can just come and take you right off the rocks. And it does every year, right? Yeah. Someone's like, it's not something that doesn't really happen often. No, it does happen. way too often. It does happen. And, uh, you know, it's no one's fault. They're just curious and enjoying themselves. But the sign on the side of the post office lighthouse at Peggy's Cove says, death and personal injury has rewarded many a careless traveler here. Rewarded mm-hmm. always piqued my interest. Anyway, surfing did too. Uh, I, I was joking with the girls afterwards. Like, I don't know what I suck more at, the Uni Karu wood-fired pizza oven or surfing. Oh, 
But oh. hey, by the way, we need an update on this pizza oven. Well, I haven't. How's it going? I haven't been using it. I've been uh, otherwise <laughs> occupied. But I'm it's gonna get hard. my uni game going. It's still difficult, though. I sold. Uh, we had a Kamado Joe, which is kind of the the uh, um, non-brand name uh, green egg. I sold that yeah. on Kijiji. Yeah. Um, sold a stand mixer on Kijiji in the last couple of weeks. So I've I've been trying to clear the deck. I um, hear you. But the Unikaru is my next thing to master. Uh, master or Kajij, one or the other. It's going to get one more try, maybe. Yeah. It might come in here. That's it. It's going to get one more ring next summer, and then it's done in the fall if it, if it continues to burn on the outside. Here's what I'm not all. sure about. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can fire it up in the garage. Oh, yeah. It's probably not good in there. Like some maps use their propane barbecues in the garage, right? Yeah, that's there's no ventilation. That's asking for big trouble. There. Right. Yeah. So even if the door is open, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, if you're out, like the door is open and the wind is coming in and around you and out. Like, then you're and, and, if, and you're basically at the front of the door. That's okay. But still, like you just don't want any of those fumes or the ga the smoke or anything blowing into the you don't want any that of that area business. while you're working next thing you know you're was it the line that the shop teacher would give you a before o or up you go <laughs> what does that mean air before what <laughs> oxygen oh. before acet acetylene oh a or before up you go <laughs> O before A? That's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right. All of a sudden, they're gone. Yeah. No, um, I mean, that's so, not, in addition to serving lessons, not good. we also not went to uh, Mickey's Merry Christmas Party at Disney. Nice. Um, and this is the wild thing about uh, Disney, as people that have been there know. I, I'm always gobsmacked by the magnitude of each little department like say you're in charge of garbage removal for disney that is overwhelming because you never see a wrapper lying on the ground or anything like it's they just make stuff disappear so for this yeah. mary's mickey's merry christmas party there are probably six to eight stations all over the park where there's an inflatable candy cane and you can get unlimited hot chocolate and cookies so Crazy. for this party, I think they let 40,000 people in. Um, and they do it, I think, I don't know, 10 times in November and December or something. So it's a special event, and it's from 6 to midnight every night. So the first challenge is all the people that are at the park for the day, they have to get them out as they let the new people in that are just there for the evening thing. How do you do that? That's already hard. The second thing is... Everyone that goes to this Christmas party, they give them an ornament. How do you do that? How do you have 40,000 ornaments to give out times 10? 10 nights for doing this. And then the hot chocolate is really delicious and hot. And the cookies, even though they're in plastic, seem incredibly fresh. Like, <laughs> imagine being in charge of food services for Disney. So it's 40,000 people... But Probably as many cookies chip. as you want, yeah. So let's say you go through 60,000 cookies a night or 80,000 cookies a night times 10. You could be a conguglionaire just by making the cookies for Mickey's Christmas party. 
Yeah, that's why they probably do it in the in house everything. Right, because they don't want to farm it out. Well, yeah, that's why they have their don't they have their own uh, food and vending there? They don't have or like they don't have like out. You don't see a McDonald's in there, do you? No. So it's all their own stuff. Same as like Wonderland, like it's all their own stuff that they they're selling. They don't like you don't see too many outside vendors food styles. That's for sure. You see a couple, but not too many. And that's that's to make the money off it because that's probably a big part of how they get their dough. It's just so um, uh, big in terms of its thinking as well. Like if you like theme parks or you like roller coasters or any of that stuff aside, just the magnitude of the operation always blows yeah. my mind. This uh The Harry Potter thing was ridiculous, right? At the I went there Oh we didn't do that. Oh no? Was that cool? Or the SpongeBob world? The, I don't know if the California ones are in, are in Florida or vice versa. But like whatever those like the SpongeBob stuff and the, the Harry Potter stuff. It's just, yeah, it's, it must be fun during the holidays, I guess, when they really get it going. Well, like the, the art direction too is yeah. crazy. Like we went on the Pirates of the Caribbean one and whoever was just in charge of creating the scenes, there's music and two groups of people fighting across a riverbank and you go under a bridge and a guy's dangling his leg and it's all, animatronic or whatever the term is Mm -hmm. um but it it's so big it's even kind of hard to wrap your head around the fireworks was maybe 15 minutes long and every minute is like that's even more bananas than the last one and they have fireworks coming off the magic castle like Mm -hmm. when do they reset those i guess overnight all day they just keep ripping them in there yeah and it's like um it's like uh end tables at hotel elevators you don't get more money for having end tables at your hotel elevators it's just kind of something you have to do or artwork in the hallways like they don't gar- they don't get money gar- from this uh fireworks there's, display it's just something they gar- do <laughs> there's a garbage can every 10 feet yeah with a guy in it reaching out to grab your, <laughs> your ice cream from you. Hey, so you got uh, you got your tree up. We got our tree up here. We're all ready. Yes, we got ours. Um, there's a place in town that has a sign that says, you know, it's okay to pick the first one we show you. <laughs> so uh, we feel um, a bit of pressure. It's a, obviously a family-owned small business, and you want to support them and all that stuff. But you do feel a bit of pressure when you read that sign, which I think is hilarious, to take the yeah. first one they show you because you don't want to... Uh, seem to be difficult. So the guy asked us what, what kind of tree we were looking for. I was like, really tall. We have a big space. So he said, these ones just came in and uh, he cut it open. And um, you're like, okay, I guess that's the tree we'll take because we we want to be okay and take the first one they show us. Um, so it's probably 12 feet tall. No But way. it's, it's uh, I don't know if bulbous is a word I would use to describe it. It's It's kind of thin. So you're saying it's like it it doesn't go from like skinny to big. It just kind of goes like one length the whole way. Yeah, it's tapered a little bit. 
like I, I guess the thing is, if it was a, if it was a, it's not a pizza slice. If it was a pizza slice, and you'd be like, "Hey, come on, you're ripping me off here." Well, if it was a, <laughs> you know, if it was shaped like a pizza slice, it probably wouldn't fit in the room because the base would have to be so. It's a long. Around. It's a long pizza slice. Yeah, it's like minute bowl. Like it's really tall. Um, that's that's tall and super skinny. Then yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's super skinny. Um, wow, I mean, minute ball, man. <laughs> he was, yeah, like, true. He was super skinny. <laughs> it's like a mod. <laughs> like, it's not like you said Shaq. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not Shaq. It's, um, who's someone? Uh, Andre the Giant? Uh, <laughs> no. No, because he's, he's Stu- still early. he's more Shaq. Yeah. It's like Conan. Yeah. Conan? Conan yeah. O'Brien? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like six foot six or something right i think so yeah yeah it's like that it's but it's twice conan's height but probably the same build okay um so it's up and it's watered and it smells great um and we might be going uh, artificial next year i i'm going on year i don't know how many three at least and i'm uh I'm a fan. You don't miss it. The only it. thing I don't, don't think I do miss is there's some electrical issue where like the, of, of the, of the, you know, like the four quarters of the tree, top, top, middle, the top, middle lights aren't coming on. And I don't know oh, what well. it is. So it's like, there's this like blank spot that you, I can see and we can all see and it bothers us in the tree. So we've like tried to add more lights, but it's still like bothering oh, us wow and yeah, they're all just attached like yeah so we you just can't get the same there's this blank spot in the middle of the tree that only we notice but it's like if i tell you you'd be like oh yeah i see that so it's like you know when you can just that's all you see but we wouldn't so i don't know i gotta i gotta get uh my uh, electric my bod electrician neighbor to have a look wow because they're all here. baked on yeah, because they're all connected. So I don't know if it's like, is it one that's on there that's not working? Or am I not connecting that that one plug? Because right. it's like plug into plug into plug into yeah. plug. Yeah. So. Little plug. Yeah, you, got a, you got a dangler. I don't know anything about this stuff. That's the problem. So it, it's, uh, anyway, other than that, everything's fantastic with the, uh, the, the Christmas tree. Um, it is special. Uh, well, you know what's special. special is 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 the ornaments. Like, just that that's the best part because it's the ornaments from when they're all babies and family members that have gave ornaments in the past, and that's when things really start rocking. Yeah, and uh, so for sure. Um, in Nashville, we went to see a show at the CMA Theater, uh, mm-hmm. which is in the Omni Hotel, and uh, it was a it's a sibling group called Girl Named Tom. And they won The Voice a couple of years ago. Crazy sibling harmonies. And they do a version of Joni Mitchell's River, um, mm. which is incredible. But uh, they lost their dad, I think, the season they were on The Voice. And it was right around Christmas time. And they wrote a song called One More Christmas that really encapsulates, if you're missing somebody, what um, what it's like at this time of year. Um, but love taking the girls to shows, man seeing it through yeah, their eyes you know well especially when they get to 
hear talented voices like that. Yeah. Just ripping. I'm taking uh, Anna to Meshuga on Saturday. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Is she pumped? She's super pumped, yeah. Uh, history in Toronto. What is that, a venue? Yeah. The, I guess it's Drake's venue. He had a hand in that place. Oh, yeah, okay. But, uh, no, it's uh, it, it's uh, going to be a good time. She's, like, getting fired up listening to the stuff. That's so fun. I just know the... I know that one. Are you taking um, earphones? Earplugs? Earplugs, you mean? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. She's going to be wearing them, too. This just uh, drummer's fantastic. Going to be a great time. I'll give you a recap uh, next episode. Do you know the boys? I do not know the boys, but no... Don't know them at all, uh, but they're fantastic musicians, and I'm looking forward to it. The boss. The boss. <laughs> um, well, I hope you have fun seeing the boss. It's starting to be a little different than the singing. <laughs> um, what a fun thing to do, though, with your kid. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good time. Uh, let's take a break, bud. Yeah, let's take a break. Hey, bud. It's, ac- it's actually snowing here right now. Come on. Yeah. And it's not been snowing. It's been like uh, a wet and just definitely more green. But we got a little snow coming in right now. Like Come on. A- yeah, right now. You, what's What do you got outside? We had uh, uh, 15 degrees and a hurricane oh. a couple days ago. Like lost power, but melted all the snow i didn't know until i met my wife that the wind the warm wind can melt the snow of course that makes sense fast like you uh, wake up in the morning and it's windy and the snow is gone but it hasn't rained i was always like what the clam but obviously if the temperature gets up to 15 degrees the wind is warm it's like a hair dryer just burling on everything yes and we're now within a couple of weeks so the um, like 14-day forecast is starting to reveal its hand, and she's looking yeah. like a green Christmas out here, bud. Yeah. I mean, with exception of this today, and it's already starting to lighten up. I was kind of fired up, but like we're talking a quick dusting. And yeah. And it's been, yeah, it's like it'll, cr- it'll climb back up to like plus five and gone by tonight. And it's got looking the same. We'll see. I'm going to have a little blaster. Yeah, but it did. It snowed once, and it was gone in three days. So I think that's going to be the consistent vibe all year, just like a quick rip. And there might be some big, because this, this is an El Nino, right? Well, year apparently, so that's why it's been unseasonably warm. But at the same time, it's uh, uh, the the when there are storms, there's a lot of wind, and the storms can be pretty hardcore. So. We're, you could get a lot of snow at once, and then nothing. We'll see. I don't see, know. I'm I no almanac. The, um, I'm no uh, the El Nino. That's all I know about. I thought the farmer's almanac one. was saying this winter is going to be bananas. Like bananas snow? Yeah, crazy snow. I don't know. Maybe it's different for you out east than it is here in uh, Ontario. What do you think Drake's but, doing for Christmas? He's in, probably down in Turks. 
Just hanging out at the bar in the water. So all he has to do is send out a picture of, uh, this is the bartender that I'm, uh, like, uh, of the bar that I'm sitting at. And people are like, oh, she's famous now? Yeah, well, I literally saw him at Tur- some Instagram story at Turks. I don't know if it was now or from before, but, like, sitting in, like, the, the one of those little tiki bars out just off the beach vibes. <laughs> you take a jet ski to a little boat. Yeah. It's like 40 people around a little hut just having the party of the day. If you're Drake, what do you think is like, yeah, that was fun. That was actually pretty fun. <laughs> like every day mean, must like, be pretty fun. But yeah, like, I don't know. What do you know, think like, is like, what's pulling the fun rope for Drake? I think he probably does a lot. Like it's mostly fun. Like it's, uh, you know, playing some basketball with your buddies. Adam and, Sandler uh, styles. Having, having some doobies. Yeah. And then like, like, you know, I don't know, maybe going to a, a, a strip joint or something. And then like making it rain. Sure. Throw myself the picture or the video of him with like a, it was like a laundry tub, you know, the big ones that you get at home Depot. Yeah. Full of dollar bill stacks. Wow. At, at the bar and just like pulling out a stack. <laughs> and so that's probably happening. And then uh, at night, yeah, going back to some bar with like the big crazy service, table service, bottles, with the the same pot like posse hanging. Yeah, the crew, the same crew, the boss, all the time. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Okay, so the Groundhog Day game. How many days in a row could you do that before you're like, all right, there's there's got to be something more. Well, I can see how people can de- get depressed about like after a while doing that, right? I'm looking for like, a number on. though. For you personally, how many? how many days in a row could you live that Turks and Caicos Drake life before you're like, all right, I, I gotta, I should really get back to well, civilization. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying he gets banged up every day. He probably has a few drinks, so there's probably like <laughs> that's not like he's feeling hungover or anything. I'm, I think it's probably just like. A moderation like having fun probably you know a lot of it's trying to you know like meet women hanging out like get the boys that's what the boys want to go out and meet women whatever meet other people to to, to party with and that's kind of they go to the most social expensive places to do that yeah and then, you know, whatever, like the dinners, like, you know, the dinners are going to be solid. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, I don't know, like maybe the, what a, a chill day. Does there have to be like 30 people around all the time? I don't know about that. That's when I'm like, what does that happen ever? Well, there's probably, there, okay, let's play Drake's Turk and Keiko, Turks and Caicos by the numbers. How many security masks? I, well, I think when he's in Turks, it's probably always the buys, as you say. But I'm just like, maybe at home, it, there must be at some point where he's like just solo hanging out. Maybe I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe never. I don't. I don't think it. That just doesn't make sense. You playing one on one with your security guard? <laughs> That's Johnny Depp styles. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody alone. There's never a moment when Drake's by himself for sure. But I mean, like. 
I don't know. It's it's just so bizarre to think this out because there kind of has to be always somebody watching out, right? Because <laughs> you know, there's always like dudes. I've driven past his house a bunch of times because when Lisa's mom was at at Sunnybrook, it's on the way driving from the from the high from the DVP, right? You Drake's pass, house. You can go, yeah, you can go through the, the the bridal path and post road to get over to to Bayview, and uh, so anyway, there's always guys standing outside, and then like a security, but then guys that are just standing there, like you know, they have like the mixtape, like ready just to throw it, trying to, you know, like throwing one over the fence. A couple eight by ten glossies. Can you sign this right quick? <laughs> Drop, drove all the way from like Chicago or Cleveland or wherever else from like Aww. just to, just to get the tape and the tape in and just like there's there's a lot of dreamers coming and going for sure by the gates it's one of those vibes like I don't know like probably like when Elvis was rocking Graceland there was probably always a group of people hanging out outside just seeing what's going on the desire for fame makes people so freaked out too like if you really wanted to make it as a rapper and you really thought you had it are you trying to jump the fence at his house yeah i don't even know if it's if it's rappers as much as like the beat makers like the next murder beats guy right like that they're trying to get it going like yeah right check out the beats come on come on running yelling over the thing i wonder if people have ever like (laughs) Set up a little amp and a mic and tried to spit 16 outside his gate right quick. I'm sure. Yo, my beats are fire! Throwing the cassette over the over the fence. Big tick breaks on the on the marble driveway. You're trying to sleep? Yeah, see, that's not... You want to kind of have, like, the, the grace and think, like, they're going to give it hard, but, like, they give it... You like give the uh, the security card, and he goes inside, and he like breaks it in half. I think if you're Drake, you like the noise. He's not yeah, shying away sure. from the noise. He has a motorcade, and he has helicopters, and he like he's he's not trying to sneak in anywhere. No, not at all. He's probably calling ahead if he's coming, like more than not doing anything. You know what I mean? Like you don't go, he doesn't go to a club unless it's pounding already, right? Like that's okay. So, <laughs> you know. so by the numbers for real, how many security okay. guards does he have in Turks and Caicos right now? <clears throat> well, it's like you got to go through the list, right? One for the money, two for security, three for like getting around, four for the guy who needs to get things, right? Like he's got to have a certain amount of like. The money guy, right? Then the guy protects the money guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? I mean, imagine. There's just probably a lot of people working. Like, I know when Snoop was here, there he had a groomer, like someone whose job is kind of like his physical appearance, sort of, like to make sure he yeah. looked dialed. Yeah. Uh, like, there was somebody who was carrying track suits. Like, you have yep. a guy for everything. Mm-hmm. But I wonder... I wonder if you're, uh, Drake, if you're ever, like, kind of scared or wish you could dial it back a bit. I know, but here's a funny story. But, like, 
that island I, I know someone who has a a couple of people have no pla- have places down there and they say the guy who has the biggest island and probably the most money on the island of turks or whatever turks and caicos is an hvac guy yeah of course <laughs> oh my gosh his name is like vladi hvac hvac is his actual last name yeah that's how it is these days Hvac. Like there was a South Park. Like you know the heat pump? That's, that was him. But the, the tr- you know the trades people becoming like richer than Bezos. No and kidding. It's, it's really what's like what it, it has become. What do you do? What the hell? This place is waterfalls and fifteen guest houses. Yeah. What's going on here? Oh, I do H H back. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you're putting in the cooling system in a Sobeys, that's probably enough. You do that once, you're probably all right. Okay, Drake, Turks, and Caicos by the numbers. How many cars does he have down there? Uh, Like, he's not renting a Sebring uh, at the airport. Apparently he's building a house. Like he's having it built, so he might rent a place. So he hasn't fully been like, it hasn't fully started yet. Right. But so what's he driving I'm, down there? A <laughs> fifteen pass van. He's probably got like f- five or ten of those. You know the Mercedes touring vans. You know those trucks. Yeah. That we get in those those big ones. That Sprinter are, vans. Yeah, yeah, tons of Sprinter vans. Um, how many jet skis does he have? Like, if Dubois want to go to a tiki hut to drink, everybody yeah. needs, needs a jet ski. Think he has a dozen? Yeah, he's, pr- he's probably got, like, he probably gets he probably gets them all, whoever rents them around everywhere, and, and you know what I mean? I'll just take but them I all? See, yeah, I could see him having probably 30 if he's going to be having Dubois out. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, like, <laughs> do you think Drake refers to them as Dubois? Well, that's the broskies, right? But maybe now it's just the boss. The boss. Come on, boss. We're headed down to the Tiki Hut. Um, just blasting around each other on the jet skis. What do you think? Oh, there's. I saw a video of like someone's wakeboarding or something, and Drake is suddenly beside him on a jet ski, and then he hits it and disappears. Yeah. The, How the, many the boss deep... do you think he has down there with him? Like, what's a core crew? Probably, I don't know, 40? Oh my gosh, really? I don't know. I don't know, 20, 20 to 40. Right, it's and not like, like me and my friend are going down. And, like, t- probably 10 of those are probably people that were down there already that, like, he has as, like, he hires as workers and help, right? On standby? It's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people that do that for a living for people, like if they need someone to drive their boats or take care of pro- like handyman stuff around the house. <laughs> it's a good gig if you can get it, right? Well, yeah, who's the gasman? Just for the jet skis, like I'm in charge of gas for yeah, Drake's g- jet skis. Yeah, but there's, that's, there's guys like that, like know how to get you whatever aquatic needs, right? Jerry can guy. Jerry can guy, yeah. Like just the logistics of Drake going to Turks and Caicos. <laughs> just the food involved. Because like you know the bars pro- want the fridge stocked. 
You know he'll want to call it Drakes and Caicos, right? Yeah, Turks and Dracos. That's what we're calling it, right? <laughs> I've never been, have you? Drakes and Caicos? Have you been there? Yeah, I've been. I what? went to uh, Robin and Warren, our friends, got married down there. No my way. Buddy Mike, my, at my buddy Mike's uh, house, who's uh, Robin's stepbro. Yeah. And is it legit? Absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if you can really have a place down there with without it being beautiful, <laughs> seemingly, right? <clears throat> like Prince's house was down there. Yeah, right. It's that that stratosphere. Yeah. Um, well, I know I'm on turksandcaicos.com for the next while to look at real estate down there. Well, the, it's a great place because it's uh, the weather is so nice. Sure. And it's a great and it's cool because if you have a boat, you can just kind of rip around and sure. stop on it on an island no one's ever been to vibes one of those like it's just you and some geckos on this little strip of yeah island johnny depp styles yeah you and the girls would love that by the way first place i i uh that opened on my turks and Caicos search 2.5 million which is not oh here's one for under two which is still a lot an insane amount of money but I thought it was like the $10 million just to get in the stream club. Here's one bedroom suite well, for mean, sale uh, for seven fifteen. A lot of people would probably rent too. Like, sure, it's probably high to rent, but it's uh, a lot of people do that because they'll go down there for one or two months and just be happy to pay that instead of uh, throwing down. I don't even can't imagine millions of dollars. If you were going to audit Drake and he put through 700K for a trip to Turks and Caicos as a business expense, would that be a red flag to you? Well, I would first and foremost would have to know about that, those tax implications and what, what to look about and why. Because, I mean, if as soon as you're, if you're doing business down there, then you're, you're, that would have to be done already. So you're paying taxes on both places unless you just sever one and move down there full time, right? Hmm. So I don't see if, like, I'm sure they wouldn't care because they'll still tax your money. It's here. It's not there yet. Um, unless it's there already. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> or some Cayman Islands or something. I count. I, but I wonder if you're Drake, if you're like after four days, you're like, all right, it's time for a new kick. What does that mean? Like, like mm-hmm. at that level, okay, money's a not kick of cash. Money's not a problem. Uh, I can go anywhere I want in the world. Does that oh. novelty wear off? Yeah, like reti- thinking of retiring or something. Yeah. Well, what is know. a kick? I don't think so. I think it's kind of. Uh... He's probably looking at it no different than Neil Young, right? When's he going to kick it? Never. He never. He's already proven it's not stopping. So who knows? Like, I, I, I don't know if it was the weekend said he might, was thinking of packing it in, or somebody might have been saying they're packing it in, but I don't see Drake being that type. No, me neither. Like, 
Um, but that, I don't know. That's kind of baller. Yeah, I made two hundred sixty million. In, that was fun. See you guys later. Sometimes they'll say they're packing it in, like just to kind of prep up for this other move they're making, like the Chris Gaines, Garth Brooks thing. Yeah, like I'm retiring. Oh, and then who's this guy with the hairdo? And was and we're are we supposed to? Were we supposed to think that he was Chris Gaines when he's talking in interviews dressed up like Chris Gaines? Was that a thing? Do you remember that? Of course. Like he was him in interviews and like saying like Garth's not him. But was that I, a thing? Was there serious interviews where they're like, okay, like what's going on Garth? And he'll be like, what was that? Was, was there interviews like that? I don't know. I'm very like, curious to know. Like, like Joaquin Phoenix. Remember when he was like acting like, what are you talking about to uh, David Letterman to the point where Letterman's like, okay, this is enough. Like, I know I'm you're doing talking. a bit. Yeah, we're like, I'm not doing that. Like, did that happen with Chris Gaines? Like, like or was it just like I don't know, but isn't and... that isn't that Beyonce doing Sasha Fierce? Like, if Drake is Do, suddenly saying, no, I'm Darcy yeah. Gallant. No, but, <laughs> but like, what's, is what? Sasha Fierce is a real thing? Like, did she make records as a different person? Oh, or is that no. just a nickname, a nickname of like when she's in a bad mood or something? Mm. You know, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know if that's like she was like as somebody else. I might be out of my depths here. Yeah, but bottom line is like Chris Gaines was full on like the album was formatted. A- I am Sasha Fierce was formatted as a double album intending to market Beyonce's dichotomous artistic persona. Yeah, which is more like Bono doing the fly or whatever. It's so, still Bono, right? Beyonce's alter ego, Sasha Fierce. <laughs> yeah. Sasha was so. born during the making of her hit single, Crazy in Love. But the the Chris Gaines thing was nuts. It was a flop, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, it it was bad. Like bad. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming it was his attempt at pop music, right? Like, I don't, I, you know, because he was already on the top of all the charts and they were already pop charts probably had hits with, but maybe he felt he wasn't accepted fully by the pop market, so he decided to become what they would be. I wondered if, you know how Wayne Gretzky was like, there's Wayne and then there's Wayne Gretzky, and Wayne Gretzky is sort of a business entity because the name Wayne Gretzky is so big and famous and whatever to compartmentalize it for himself. He yeah. has Wayne and then he has Wayne Gretzky. So I wonder if uh, Garth Brooks felt that Chris Gaines was like a way to compartmentalize his success. No, because he wanted he wanted Chris Gaines to be successful too. And it was almost like he was like, "Okay, I'm just joking." When it was when it wasn't working, yeah. Like I wonder in his mind if he thought it was going to catch on and people were going to be like, "Oh man, this is incredible," and he would become this other person. I don't know, like. That's just like bad idea syndrome, I think, where it's just like people that are maybe maybe on the verge of narcissism are making decisions that are just like, well, I got this far from this kind of ambition. This is what I'm going to do next. Right. So they won't believe anybody saying, listen, listen, you can't do this. This is not, I don't see the point of this. It It's a... It would be a cool experiment if you didn't let anyone know it was you. 
And he always wore the hat. So then he didn't wear a hat and he had hair. So no one was sure if he had hair before because they're like, well, why doesn't, if he had that kind of hair, how come we never saw it before? So there's still that's a question. I'm not sure if he was like, had hair at all. Do you, do you know that? It said, uh, Chris Gaines is a one-off fictional rock persona created as a movie character for Garth Brooks to explore musical oh, styles right. far removed from his success as a country singer. Initially, okay. Brooks planned to feature the Gaines persona in The yeah. Lamb, a motion picture okay. that never materialized. That's well, that right. makes more sense. That's it. So he was trying to become a movie star, but he wasn't getting hired for movies. So he's like, I'll make my own movies. Thinking he'd be like, I don't know, Mel Gibson styles. Right. But it was just probably terrible. They probably shot some of that. I'd like to see it. Hey, like him. Ooh, I'd like to see it too. <laughs> and he probably saw some of the reels after. He's like, yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> um, Garth Brooks retired from recording and performing from 2001 to 2005, troubled by conflicts between career and family. I didn't know yeah. that. He pulled a Rick Astley and just was like, that's enough, buds. Yeah, I don't know much about him. I'm not going to say he was, uh, like, a, you know, annoying like Travis Tritt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or not Travis Tritt or the, the other, uh, the guy. The, is it Travis Tritt? Yeah, that's the guy, right, with the hat and beard. That's him, right? Yeah. Sort of yeah, a mean looking he's, man. He's, a, he's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, why, what did Trump, he went full, uh, Trump, I think. Yeah, he's hardcore MAGA nuts. Yeah, MAGA, that's it. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, I liked that. That was a fun discussion. I'm digging in on GB. Chris Gaines. The Thunder Rolls. (laughs) Who was that? That was, that was, uh. That's Garth Brooks. Yeah. Um, I got, that was that was kind of like a crust crossover song. That was ne- not necessarily a country song, right? Sure. And um, uh, dancing outside the fire, we've talked about before the dance, which is an incredibly beautiful song. Garth Brooks had some jams, man. That's what I've heard. Yeah, but you've never heard them. I do know some of them, but I've, uh, and I never had a, like I said, I never had a problem with him. He always seemed to be pretty uh, on side in terms of history. Friends in low places? Well, yeah, I just seemed aware and, you know, probably one of the more woke, you know, in terms of, in a good way of of, uh, country artists. If you can guess his first name... I will give you $5. Like his real first name? Yes. So is Garth even in the middle name? Middle name is Garth. Last name is Brooks. But his first name might surprise you. Is it like Richard? Isn't it Richard? Is is it... uh, Is it... uh, Keith? It's a hybrid of two (laughs) men's first names. Two men's first. You'll never get it. Yeah, no, go hit me. Troyal. 
Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Troyal that's... Garth Brooks. That sounds like a t- name of a burger. <laughs> Troyal cheese. That's what you're thinking. Troyal with cheese. Troyal? No way. T R O Y A L. I wonder if it was like, well, your dad's Troy and my dad's Al, and we can't decide which one we want to name it after. I'm surprised they didn't go Troyal as the middle name. Garth Troyal Brooks. Troyal Garth Brooks. T.G. Brooks. <laughs> Troyal and his brother Error. Troyal and Error. Oh. <laughs> Um, Jeremy, I had an idea for a game involving, uh, Christmas carols. Okay. Holiday songs, one could say. Yeah. Where we have to explain them. The other person's trying to guess which carol they're talking about, but you have to explain it without saying any of the words in the title of the song. <laughs> okay. It's good. I like okay? it. Okay. Yeah, um, so we'll go, start. let's go with like, uh, classics. None of this, yes. like... Or, in, yeah, classics, not like rock cuisines. In the bleak yeah. midwinter, like none of that. Yeah. No. Okay. No offensive rock cuisine, but I'm saying like an original song yes. by like Johnny Reed or something. Okay. In this song, I'll go first. In this song, and I don't want to make it too easy. In this song is a common name for a newspaper. Uh, this word often comes before tribune in a newspaper setting. It starts with a declaration that has an exclamation mark. And it sounds like what Noah built for the animals to line up two by two. Okay. Uh, oh, hark the herald yeah. angels sing. Yeah. Nice, bud. Nice. That's good. Okay. Hit okay. Me. All right, uh, this one is, uh, it's uh, explaining its uh, enthusiasm for the holiday in the title. It's uh, not just saying, not just uh, one, but two two kind of uh, ways to explain its emphasis on the holiday. Um, one, the first one, uh, <laughs> rhymes with the second one. Uh, have a holly jolly Christmas. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you got it. Wow. Um, okay. This is, oh, okay. Here's an easy one. Uh, starts with our big dog's name and is offering this. To the entire earth. Joy to the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. It's literally holiday Christmas carols charades. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one's title is, uh, it's talking about the uh, the guy the guy gathering the, the presents and going around the world. Yeah. And uh, the second, second word would be like, when you have... One or like sometimes in in uh, in in made up story they're brought by stork. Yeah, Santa baby. Hey! No. hey. <laughs> wow. Why is this so satisfying? 
Um, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Um, uh, you know the song with Donnelly Rhodes? And, uh, no. yeah, and it had, um, it was about aquamarine life in British Columbia. <laughs> with Ocean Hellman and Jonah Crab. Oh, uh, Danger Bay? Yep. So the yeah. last word of this carol rhymes with one of the words in the title of that show. Oh, uh, uh, uh Away in a Manger? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is How a game you, you play bring, if you have a 15-hour car ride. Yeah, or the like, or you've lost power in your house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one is uh, exp- uh, explaining the season between you know uh, late November and uh, Winter Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, was, I was gonna go into to the theme park that's about twenty minutes from my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, okay. These are softballs. It's a good game because everyone it is wins. a softball game. It's huge softballs. Okay, let me see if you can get this off one clue. Okay. The first word is "Oh my blank." <laughs> okay. All right. God? Yeah. God rest ye merry yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. So that's the game. It's the least clues possible. This yeah, this... <laughs> I'm trying to find one that might be a little more... <laughs> well, there's actually one called okay. Jesus Christ the Apple Tree. <laughs> okay, this one. I yeah. got one for you. It's like uh, you know that you uh, you build it in your backyard with wood or like composite. <laughs> oh yeah, that old traditional material. No, but you build it. You know, you you sit on it. You hang out on it. You have a barbecue on it. Oh yeah, deck the halls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, you, you got a free one on television. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I got a free one yeah. on, for cost. Um, okay. Uh, okay, four words. I don't want to give you the first one because it's too easy. If you had multiple Disney princesses from Beauty and the Beast... <laughs> That's the last word in this title. Uh, what was the princess's name in Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> this is also one of our um, cell phone providers. I can't remember her name, right? The sl- just remember she was sleeping. If you don't have Rogers, <laughs> there's a good chance you're with... Okay, oh, Belle. Yeah, and then my uh, wife's name is also in the name of this carol. Oh, okay. Uh, I, the, I'm trying to the, the bell and the carols as the only thing I'm getting, but I'm, I don't know if I'm putting the if I can think of the words bells and carols. Flip I don't them know around. Carols and bells. Carol of the bells. 
Carol of the Bells. Oh, that's what that's called. Yeah. That ding, ding, a ding. Oh, ding, yeah. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, See, that's, ding. That's one of those tough ones because there's no singing of that line. Yeah. But it, isn't it called like Christmas Bells, that one? I think it's called Carol of the Bells. Yeah, because, but there's, you know, when they sing it? <laughs> when they're all Christmas singing. Christmas is here, Christmas is here, Christmas is here, and then sing, away, all the way, carols away. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're just ripping it. The words. Okay, should we do one more each? Uh, yeah. So I got one now. Okay. Um,. Okay, um, it happened on your uh, on your on your when your windows get really cold, it collects, and on your car, on the windshield, <laughs> frost. <laughs> yeah, Jack Frost. No, Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, a, this is three words, and the second is one great. is what Maestro Fresh West would call me. In a voice message, and he'd say it six times in a row. Right after we chop it up soon. It's a royal title. Uh. Charles is this. Oh, pre- oh, king. Yeah. King? What? King Wenceslas? Yeah. He calls you King Wenceslas? No, no, he calls me King. <laughs> He's like, hey, we chop it up soon, King. That would be amazing, <laughs> though. Like, if if you look and you happen to see, you're like, hey, wait a second, I do look like King Wenceslas. <laughs> and it was a diss? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking that mask up in case I do look like him. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I sort of look like him. <laughs> King Wenceslaus of Bohemia, oh. of Luxembourg. He's king in, from 1378 uh, until he was deposed in 1400. There you go. Good and King that takes, Wenceslas. That, that takes us home for the uh, for this episode. Ah, uh, I like playing uh, Carol charades. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was fun. Good job, bud. Good job. <laughs>